0: This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Friends, before I go to sleep, I change into my pajamas. I brush and floss my teeth, and I turn out my light. It's simple, and it works. But when I was a tiny person, I often had a really hard time going to sleep. It was very difficult to get my brain to just Slow down and be quiet. I would lie awake in bed just thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. thinking. Anyway, since our story is about sleep, I invited my dear friend Remy to join me for the story. Okay guys, give a little wave hello to Remy. Let's make him feel welcome. Remy, you sleep during the day. Guys, Remy's a raccoon. I mentioned that, right? So we are actually recording this at night so you could be awake for it. Which means I am very sleepy. But I will trudge on for all of you. Remy, I invited you today because I've heard you have a very specific sleep Routine. I was wondering if you could tell us about it. Oh, Remy just thrust a paper at me. It's a list of all the things Remy does before bed brush teeth, comb fur. Okay, but you wait, you do this every night? It says, climb a tree three times in a row. Okay, I mean, I guess that's good exercise. Hold on. This one says, rearrange spice shelf. <laughs> why why do you have to do this every night? He just whispered that it calms him down. Okay, well, to each his own. Very interesting. And this one is also puzzling. Dust all the clocks. And how many clocks do you have? <laughs> what? Guys, he has 37 clocks that is so many clocks. And why do they get so dusty? I have so many questions. He's just shrugging. Well, Remy, thank you for sharing your bedtime routine. This has been illuminating. One thing we can agree on is bedtime is the best. Sleep is kind of magical if you think about it. Personally, I love to sleep, and if I don't get enough of it, I am very grumpy and totally incapable of writing stories for you. So, this podcast is brought to you by sleep. Thanks, sleep. Wow, I got really derailed for a second there. Hey, speaking of a train, our story features a magical train ride. So, let's buckle in for our story all aboard the sleep train. Remember, there are no pictures. You will have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Lambden put his head on his pillow. He turned over on his side Nope, that wasn't comfortable either. He turned onto his tummy, but that smushed his nose. Everyone always says if you can't sleep, count sheep. What about us sheep? Lambden thought to himself. Do we not deserve to sleep? Are we simply tools for other animals' sleep needs? Lambden scowled. I've heard it doesn't work anyway, so there. Lambden said loudly to the zero other animals in his room. Lambden looked up at the ceiling and clenched his hoofs. Brain, turn off. Just go to sleep, brain. That's not going to work. Lambden's sister breezed into the room. She was wearing her cozy pajamas, and a toothpaste smell was wafting across the room. She sat for a moment, writing in her journal, as she did every night, and put some lotion on her feet. Then she fluffed the wool on her head a few times, turned out the light, and laid down. Within a minute or two, Lambden could hear her soft sleep sounds. Every night it's like this. How does she do it? He tried to settle back into his pillow. That's when he heard it. It was faint. He could barely make out what the voice was saying. Then he heard it again. All aboard! I repeat, we are now boarding. Please make your way to the train entrances. Watch your step. (gasps) Lambden sat up and looked around. Maybe some lamb was trying to fool him, but his room was just as it had been moments before and his sister was still sound asleep. He fell back to his pillow. Mind the gap. There you go. Nice to see you this evening. Everyone is looking very serious about sleep tonight. Climb aboard, please. Lambden gulped down his fear and carefully peeled back his pillow to reveal a button. Where did that come from? He stared at the button. It felt as if the button was staring back at him. It's practically a law of nature that when presented with a button, a little lamb will press it. And that is exactly what Lambden did. As soon as his foot touched the button, a great swirling cloud streamed upward. It felt warm and cold almost at the same time. Lambden could no longer see his bed, his sleeping sister, his room, his anything. There was a great whooshing sound as the clouds swirled faster and faster and then poof. Lambden was dropped into a hallway. More like a tunnel, really. Lambden walked forward, not sure where he was headed. The tunnel took a sharp turn, and Lambden arrived in front of a train. Animals of all kinds were shuffling into seats on the train. A towering moose was waving everyone aboard. Lambden looked around. There was a sign on the train that said, This way to your best sleep. Then, he heard the same voice he had heard through his pillow. Welcome. Climb aboard, and please take a glass of cucumber water. A small glass. (laughs) We don't want to need any overnight trips to the bathroom, now do we? More and more animals were piling onto the train. They were all yawning and rubbing their eyes. A tired-looking rabbit wearing mouse-print pajamas was holding a teddy bear and a paper ticket. You are looking serious about sleep tonight, Delilah. Delilah smiled and yawned as she took a seat. Lambden shuffled a little closer to the train, watching all the other animals climb aboard. Nearly all of them were in their pajamas. A few had eye masks pulled down and kept bumping into other animals. Janelle, so glad you made it back, the guide said to a fox wearing pajamas with hearts on them. Just a reminder, the train is for sleeping, not eating. We want all of our passengers to make it home safely. Janelle glanced at the train. Even the bunnies? Yes, including the bunnies, the tour guide said firmly. Janelle nodded handed over her ticket, and found a seat next to a turtle. Lambden watched as more and more animals boarded the train, curled up in their seats, sometimes pulling pillows from under their arms and tucking them under their heads. He stood watching and watching until a bell rang and he looked at the empty platform. This is the last call for the sleep train. The tour guide said, looking directly at Lambden with a smile. Lambden walked over, feeling unsure. Thank you for joining us, the tour guide said to Lambden. Are you here for the train? The tour guide said, looking Lambden up and down with slight dismay. He could tell she noticed he was not wearing pajamas. His wool was a mess, and he did not smell like toothpaste. Uh, I guess so. Well, we are so happy to have you, but it does look like you don't have a ticket. Lambding glanced back at the tunnel. There was this button. Oh! That's our new marketing strategy. Oh, this is good. We were all very concerned about the conversion rate so far. (laughs) It was zero until now. Oh, the higher-ups will be thrilled. But the tour guide looked at Lambden. How shall I put this? Uh, You don't look very serious about your sleep. Tell me, when did you last brush your teeth? Um, Lambden tried to think back. The tour guide sighed. (sighs) We do have an emergency toothbrushing station at our first stop, but I see you're also not wearing pajamas. Well, I didn't feel like getting my pajamas on tonight, Lambden said. The tour guide squinted. Didn't feel like it? Hmm, we'd do have some extra pajamas in the first car. Oh, I don't know. What's your sleep routine? My what? Your bedtime routine. Brush teeth, read a story, sing a song, do an interpretive dance, that sort of thing. Animals who are serious about their sleep typically have a routine. Lamden thought of his sister. Her journal, her lotion. I guess I don't have one. Oh, oh dear. What's wrong? I, I think I see what's going on. There were a few mistakes in the button installation process. There were some mix-ups, so I think your button might have been meant for someone else. That's when it hit Lambden. A sleep train for animals serious about their sleep? The button had clearly been meant for Lambden's sister. But Lambden saw how happy all the animals looked, how ready to just drift off to dreamland they all were. Suddenly, he wanted to be on that train more than he'd ever wanted anything. The tour guide was just about to push some other kind of button to summon help. Please don't call for help, Lambden said. The tour guide hesitated, her foot hovering over the button. It's true. I've never been as serious about getting ready for bed as I should have been. But please, the button worked. You got me here. And now I can learn how to be serious, how to sleep better. The train was full at this point. The animals were all yawning, and some started wondering why they weren't moving. The tour guide sighed. Another bell chimed, and the animals on the train began whispering and looking at Lambden. All right, welcome aboard. We'll figure out the rest. Hopefully, by the end of our trip, you too will be serious about sleep. And I'll have Martleby find you some pajamas. Lambden smiled and climbed aboard. He found the last open seat next to Delilah, the sleepy rabbit wearing the mouse print pajamas. She had a fuzzy purple pillow cradling her neck and an eye mask pulled low over her face. She had a small mist machine that sprayed a fine, cool mist in a cloud around her head. The mist smelled like flowers. A deer in the row behind them switched on a white noise machine and calming sounds filled the air. The train gave off a soft whistle. This was a sleep train, after all, and began to move. After a minute, the train came out of the tunnel into the countryside under a dark night sky. It was a deep, velvety blue, and the stars looked huge and twinkled brightly. Wow, Lambden said. Excuse me, Lambden looked up to see a porcupine holding fleece pajamas covered in tiny robots. Are you the sheep who didn't bring pajamas? You must be Martleby. Martleby handed Lambden the pajamas and disappeared as quickly as he'd arrived. Thanks, Lambden muttered. He pulled the pajamas on over his clothes. They were very cozy. Lambden felt more relaxed already. The train began to slow down, then stopped. The tour guide's voice came over the loudspeaker. If any animals forgot to brush their teeth, the tour guide looked at Lambden. They may try to take advantage of our emergency toothbrushing station at the front of the train. Lambden slipped out of his seat and found the toothbrushing station. Now on your left side, you'll see the sloth habitat. The tour guide continued as Lambden brushed. Sloths are champion sleepers, and they take their sleep very seriously. We bring you here to get inspiration from the experts. The sloths were in a beautiful habitat, hanging from trees, eyes closed, mouths curled up into sleepy smiles. On your right, you'll see the moon. Drink it in, people. We are in luck to have a full moon this evening. As Lambden finished brushing his teeth, he could hear the animals admiring the beautiful moon. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. ah. Wow. Lambden returned to his seat and settled in just as the train was beginning to move. With his teeth clean, he felt more relaxed. The gentle motion of the train, the moon, the sloth's Sleepy faces as the train pulled away, all served to calm Lambden down and quiet his thoughts. The train moved smoothly and silently across the countryside. All of the animals hushed, and Martleby flitted about, distributing blankets. Fuzzy or weighted? Martleby asked each passenger. Ooh. Weighted, Lambden answered. When it was his turn, he'd never had a weighted blanket before. It was so calming. Fuzzy or weighted. Maybe this is what I need to sleep better, he thought, as he nestled under his blanket. Fuzzy or weighted. Just then, his seat began to tip backwards, along with everyone else's. Soon, all the animals were reclined, with their blankets, and the ceiling of the train opened to reveal the sky dotted with stars. Wow. Guests, get even more comfortable and enjoy tonight's entertainment. We are so grateful that the Firefly Dance Company is able to be here tonight to perform for all of you. We will be stopping again for a calming light show, but many of you will drift off in just a few moments. So I want to thank you for joining us on tonight's journey. Drift off, Lambden thought to himself. I can't see how that's going to. But Lambden interrupted his own thoughts with a yawn. He'd never been so relaxed in his life. He settled again under his weighted blanket and gazed up at the stars. The train gradually slowed and stopped. Then... What looked to be thousands of fireflies lit themselves up and began dancing in slow, swirling, choreographed patterns, gracefully flying through the night air. As Lambden watched the fireflies gently tracing across the starry night sky, he felt his body relax even more and his mind quieted. Lambden opened his eyes with a smile. Then he sat up, startled, and looked around. He was in his own bed, at home. He thought back to the night before. The train, the sloths, Martleby, the tour guide, the fireflies. He looked up, but all he could see was his bedroom ceiling. Lambden looked across the room. His sister was still asleep. Lambden sighed. Had he fallen asleep on the sleep train? How did he get back in his own bed? Then Lambden was struck by a thought. Had it all been a dream? Had he really ridden on a sleep train with hundreds of other animals, including a hungry fox? Or was this a story his brain told him while he slept? Lambden laid back down on his pillow. He felt so well-rested. As Lambden lay there, smiling, he noticed something. He was wearing the cozy pajamas from the train. He was covered by the weighted blanket from the train. Lambden sat up and peeled back his pillow to reveal the button. It was real, all of it. That day, Lambden felt like he was floating on a cloud. His wool felt extra light and fluffy. That night, he did things differently. He brushed his teeth for a full two minutes. He did some interpretive dancing. He pulled on his new cozy pajamas. He even put some lotion on his feet. His sister breezed into the room. She was wearing her cozy pajamas and the smell of toothpaste wafted across the room. She sat for a moment, writing in her journal, and put some lotion on her feet. Then she fluffed the wool in her head a few times, turned on the light, and laid down. And then Lambden heard it. Oh, aboard! the sleep train will be leaving in five minutes. Lambden smiled. He turned to pull back his pillow. Just then, his sister sat up and looked around the dark room. Lambden, did you hear a voice? It sounded like it was coming from... She peeled back her pillow. Is this a button? Lambden grinned as they both pressed their buttons. A great swirling cloud streamed upwards. Remy, what did you think of the... Oh. Remy? He's asleep. I can't believe this. This is the second time a guest has fallen asleep during a story. Remember Sebastian the bear? Ugh, I can't decide if I should be flattered that I'm putting animals to sleep or whether I should be concerned. I've decided to be flattered. Let's just let Remy sleep. I will have to wake him up when I leave for my latte art class, but that's not for a little while. Yes, I go to latte art classes in the middle of the night. This all makes sense, don't worry. Special thanks today go to a pair of squirrels named Ben and Kate, who recently moved into the tree outside my window. I love the decorations you guys put up. They are so festive and they really cheer me up, which... Always helps when I'm working on a story. Special thanks also go to Gwendolyn the Bat, who sleeps in my neighbor's barn and is very enthusiastic about life. She taught me the phrase cuckoo bananas, and now I use it all the time, so I definitely owe her one. Next, I have to thank Juniper, a chipmunk who has a knack for drawing beautiful pictures on the sidewalk and leaving them there to surprise me when I walk outside. Very inspiring. I must also thank Ollie, a ferret who lives down the road. He complimented me on my vest-belt combination the other day, and it gave me just the lift I needed to finish this story. And last but not least, I want to thank Ellie and her sister Lily. They are two little mice who live in my shed, and they are always working on something together. Every day, they inspire me with their sisterly bond. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Thank you, as always, for listening in.